Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR. You're listening in on 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au online. My name's Lauren and from the Brainwaves team today we have Terry and Kirsty interviewing and we're going to be talking about Liptember, which is happening this month. Um, and it, joining us in the studio today we have Luke Morris and Jan Chisholm. Thank you so much for joining us today on the program. Thanks for having us on. Great to be here. And um, you might like to tell us uh, where you're from, the actual uh, organisations, because you actually come from two different organisations. We do, we do. Yeah. I, I run the <clears throat> Liptember campaign. And Jan is from one of our beneficiaries, the uh, Royal Women's Hospital, who run the Centre for Women's Mental Health, who we distribute funds to. Fantastic. Thank you. And can you explain for our listeners what Liptember is and what it involves? So essentially, Liptember's a fundraising campaign uh, to raise funds and awareness for women's mental health. Right. Uh, so the premise of the campaign is to get women to wear brightly coloured lipsticks. So when I say bright, I mean really bright, like greens and blues and out there colours, uh, and to get sponsored to wear that lipstick throughout the month of September. And then at the end of the campaign, we donate all the funds raised to our uh, mental health beneficiaries who support women's mental health outcomes, so research program services across the country. Okay. Thank you. Brilliant. And when and where did Liptember begin? Uh, it started in 2010, uh, started very small scale. Uh, we were raising really modest amounts of money and then we had a really big break uh, where we partnered with Chemist Warehouse nationally as our major partner. Yeah. And so we sell our lipsticks uh, in all Chemist Warehouse stores across the country. And since that partnership came about, we went from raising, we raised 400000 the first year, then eight, then nine, then oh, 1.2. And last year we raised $1.4 million, which was incredibly exciting. That's so amazing. Yeah. Mm. And um, can you tell us how, more about how the campaign works and do people need to sign up for it? Yeah, so we urge women to get in store, buy a purchase a Liptember lipstick and then jump online at liptember.com.au and register as a fundraiser and from there seeking sponsorship from family, friends and co-workers to wear the lippy throughout the month. So it's pretty much that's how straightforward it is. Fantastic. Mm. Thank you. So what charities or groups does the fundraising go towards? Uh, so for the first few years, we supported the Centre for Women's Mental Health, which is a national centre run by the Royal Women's Hospital and Lifeline. Okay. Uh, and last year, we expanded that uh, as another four new beneficiaries added to that, which were uh, the Pretty Foundation, with deal with really young girls' self-confidence and body image. So 
from three to six year olds. Um, Batir, who run mental health uh, workshops in secondary schools and universities, uh, and go in and talk to students about you know the importance of mental health. Uh, we're the principal partner of Are You OK Day, mm. uh, do a lot of work with them, which is really exciting. And also, uh, Jean Hales Foundation, uh, we su- our money goes towards uh, some research around the mental health and when when, old, when women are aging and the challenges around uh, mental health as women age. So we've got a really broad sort of spectrum of age groups that we support as well, which is really, mm. really exciting. So uh, why did you pick women's mental health? Uh, the, the, the concept came first. Um, we're pretty honest about that. We, the, back then, believe it or not, now there's a fundraiser for everything, I feel. Um, but back then there wasn't a lot and there wasn't a really big uh, female-focused fundraiser for women's health. We knew there was a lot of great work being done with women's, women's cancers. Yep. Um, and we got in touch with the Royal Women's Hospital and they sort of started speaking to us about women's mental health. So when we say women's mental health, obviously there's gender-specific women's mental health issues like menopausal, postnatal, but also uh, having an approach to mental health where women, men and women are separated because obviously men and women are, are, are different, inherently yeah. different, and um, placing a gender lens on mental health and seeing a lot of uh, positive work come from you know, a focus on gender mm. and, and, and moving forwards that way. Yeah. All right. So I'll put this question to you, Jan. What is the Centre for Women's Mental Health? Yeah, thank you. Um, So the Centre for Women's Mental Health was founded 10 years ago um, and it's part of the Royal Women's Hospital here in Melbourne. Um, And as Luke's already mentioned, um, really the the Centre for Women's Mental Health was the first time that a real gender lens had been put on mental health issues Mm. and actually looking about what is different for women in their mental health and and what supports can we put in place for them throughout their life. Um, At the Women's we look support women of all ages at all stages in their life so it's a really natural place for us to also be really focused on um, supporting mental health for women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, are there particular uh, ranges of mental illness that are more likely to affect women? It What we find is that um, obviously women's biology is different and Mm. there are points in women's lives that might be puberty, pregnancy or menopause where actually um, the the issues impacting a woman's mental health are going to be very different to those that a man are going through. And also that women throughout their lives tend to play a variety of roles. You know, that that might be um, partner, worker, mother, carer, carer for children at the same time as caring for older relatives. And, And those sort of life stresses as well can also impact women's mental health differently Mm. Um, and and that's really where we focus at the Centre for Women's Mental Health particularly around some of those key life stages um, and what are the particular issues Mm. facing women and what supports can we put in place to to address those. Mm, Thank you. Do you find that many mental illnesses go unreported or undiagnosed with women? I mean, I think there's probably an, an underreporting of mental health broadly in across general, the community. Yeah. Um, yes. It's something that, you know, people feel that they need to just deal with themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the fantastic things about Lip Hember is that they actually say, let's get lippy, let's start talking about mental health, yeah, let's support each other, um, yeah, sharing that. Um, so, I think there is there is under-reporting more broadly. Mm. And again, coming back to the Centre for Women's Mental Health, one of the reasons it's so powerful is that it is placed within a major public hospital that's focused just on women. And what we know is that women are more likely to express concerns about their mental health or seek health um, help 
from a health practitioner. So it could be in conversation with a nurse or a midwife or a GP mm. um, if those health practitioners are taught to sensitively ask the right questions that we know that women will will tend to seek help from help, help from health practitioners whereas uh, men have a tendency to seek help from mental health specialists okay. um, so for us embedding mental health support as part of the broader public health system is really important mm. Do you find that a lot of mental health research has a one-size-fits-all for both genders? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually. And I think not just mental health, but health research more broadly mm. has tended to be a bit one-size-fits-all. Um, and it really yeah. has just tended to sort of look at, well, what is the prevalence of such and such a condition amongst the population without taking into account uh, gender difference? Mm. And again, it's one of the things that the, the Centre for Women's Health is really focused on. So for for example, one of our major focuses um, at the women's is women who are pregnant um, and really looking at, well, what are the issues for someone who maybe has underlying depression or anxiety, becomes pregnant and finds that that's exacerbated. And we've done a lot of research to look at what that means for the woman and then also what supports we can put in place and train others to put in place as well. Mm. Why do you think it's important to give a space to research that focuses just on women's experience of mental health? I think, um, yeah, sort of building on the point I was just making, I think it is it is those life stage differences. Yeah, so some yeah. of the things we're really focused on might be, as I say, pregnancy or women going through menopause um, and supporting them with that change. Um, so I think that there are those key life stages for women that, that we're really focused on saying, how is this impacting you? What can we support you to do? Um, what can the community be doing to, mm. to better support women? And also to educate women about what they can expect during those life changes and to help them see when something might not be right and actually they should be reaching out for help uh, because it's available to them. So you work with the Centre for Women's Mental Health. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what your specific role is? Yes, of course, yeah. Um, so I'm actually the head of the Women's Foundation, which is the fundraising arm of the Royal Women's Hospital. Yeah. So I've got the fabulous job <laughs> of reaching out to the very generous uh, people of Melbourne and asking for support for some of the specific services that we run from the women's, which might be um, some of our research centres in cancer or menopause, or it might be the Centre for Women's Mental health yeah. um, but through the work with Luke and Lip Timber, um, I've really worked very closely with the Centre for Women's Mental Health um, to help them achieve their goals so so yeah my, my job is to help that fantastic team which is run by Professor Louise Newman to achieve their goals for for women and young girls. Fantastic thank you and Luke um, you're the managing director of Lip Timber. can you tell us how you got involved in that interesting role? It's not as exciting as it should be, maybe, but I was essentially in a job that I was really not enjoying. And back then there wasn't a lot of, well, there was an opening for a campaign to, to support women's health. Yep. Um, and it, it really was just that. And I sort of, you know, I came into it very naively thinking, you know, oh yeah, we'll start this charity and you learn a lot of things along the way. And this is our eighth year now, but along that journey, um, I've become incredibly passionate about women's mental health and mental health in general. Mm. Um, I've learned a lot along the way and, yeah, you, I've, I've become really, really passionate about it. So, yeah, there wasn't a, a story behind it or anything that, you know, that it was just really an opportunity and then I sort of found my way into it and 
you know, stumbled my way through. And then, yeah, it's, it's only since recently with this partnership with Chemist Warehouse that it's gone to, you know, another level and yeah. become a really big fundraiser now. Fantastic. Um, what have been some of the outcomes for women's mental health through partnering with Liptember? Well, for us at the, the, the Women's and the Centre for Women's yeah. Mental Health, I mean, we consider ourselves incredibly unfortunate. Liptember has donated over $1 million really? to our centre wow. since we've been working with them over the past eight it's years. incredible. And that's a phenomenal amount of money that we that has allowed us to do programmes that simply wouldn't have happened mm. afterwards. Um, and one of the programmes that we've worked with them really closely on is one called Safe Mothers, Safe Babies, um, which is really focused on women who are at risk from family violence, so um, what the Liptember funding has allowed us to do is over the course of a few years, it's allowed us to really work out what might be some of the, the really sensitive screening questions that our health staff at the hospital, and we're now rolling it out to other centres. What are the questions that you can ask to allow a woman, if she chooses, to say, actually, yes, I do have some concerns about my safety. Yeah. Um, we know particularly that pregnancy can be a trigger for um, bringing family violence into a family situation or it might exacerbate uh, a situation that was already there. So Safe Mothers, Safe Babies is about not just being able to identify and give the woman opportunity to say, yes, this is a concern for me mm. in my life, but also then to support her through her pregnancy and crucially to give her the space to then really be able to focus on bonding with her baby because I'm sure you can imagine if you're in a, a, a trauma-informed or um, a, a really stressful environment to then be able to focus on building those really important bonds in the early months with your newborn baby can be incredibly hard which then makes you more anxious yeah. and brings in additional stress yeah. to your life. So Safe Mother Safe Babies I think has been a really positive um, program that has has impacted uh, a cohort of our women who might not otherwise have been able to achieve those sorts of supports. Okay, Fantastic. Thank you mm -hmm. And um, why is it important to give a space to research that focuses on women's experience of mental health? I mean, I think it is incredibly um, important to to allow ourselves to say that a woman's experience of mental health may be different. Mm. Um, that, um, yes, there are underlying mental health, anxiety, depression, other issues um, that affect people of, of all genders. But I think it is really important to be able to say, well, at this point in your life, if you're a woman who's going through a diagnosis of cancer and who's worrying about how do you continue caring for your young children and your older relatives, how, what are the supports we can put in place for women to support them through that time? Mm. What can we do for the, the one in five women who are experiencing um, um, anxiety or the one in three who are experiencing depression? What can we do for those women to be able to support them at the various points in their life? Fantastic. I can remember when I was teaching VCE psychology, so much research earlier on was all the standard male yeah. so it was, was seen as the standard person absolutely so things right. have changed and moved on a lot they have moved on so much mm. that's right I think that acknowledgement that there is no one standard person mm. and that actually we need to take into account people's life experience mm. and their gender as well yeah. is is really it's so important <clears throat> mm. okay Luke roughly how many people have participated in Liptember each year uh, we have roughly around each year or each campaign around uh, 5,000 unique donors, yeah. um, but we also have 
the luxury and the support of Chemist Warehouse who have around 17,000 staff that get behind the campaign. So that's mm. huge for us. They raise a hell of a lot of money. They raise probably just in stores doing fundraising events around half a million dollars, which is mm. amazing. And Chemist Warehouse's overall contribution is around a million dollars. So it's it's huge and they do everything from barbecues and cake stores and, and fundraisers in their stores on top of selling uh, the lipsticks and there's also selected products in stores that are donated to Lip Temper as well. So we have a lot of support out there, which is amazing. Fantastic. So you must be pretty excited about the coming months and do you expect to see a good participation this, this coming month? Yeah, I always have anxiety myself each year when we get to this stage of the year of one, like how do you continue to surpass the previous year yeah um it's always really daunting but this year and i always have the same conversations with jan so we've been working together for a long time and we'll pick up the phone and she's really optimistic <laughs> and i'm very pessimistic and but i've, I've already <laughs> seen that each other out there. yeah like we have so we have these um these beauty bags that we sell to that are a big fundraising tool for us and we were selling them in november last year and we've already sold out of them and it's you know only a few days into september and wow. all stores from what I've heard, have already nearly raised, surpassed what they did last year already. So, yeah, it looks like it'll be a big one. Um, <coughs> I don't like to say that in case I, something goes all wrong down the line, yeah, but it, it does, all indications <laughs> are that, yeah, it's continuing to grow and, and my work rate's continuing to to grow as well, which is always an indication that, yeah, things are uh, heading in the fantastic. right direction. Absolutely mm, fantastic. So do you think that through women sharing their stories and connecting with others online through Liptember, that some of the stigma surrounding women's mental health will be broken down? Yeah, definitely. We see a lot of that. I think that's a big, you know, there's always the, there's the fundraising side and the outcomes, but there's also a lot of value in the, the community that we've created with yeah. Liptember. Um, and it's also, you see, it's sort of, it catches on when people... And some of our ambassadors that have been great this year that have posted personal stories and people can relate and then it sort of gives people that, uh, sort of makes them feel comfortable to maybe share their story and I think the more people come out and openly talk about, hey, you know, I've been through this or been through that, it allows others to sort of open up and feel a bit more comfortable to share their experiences. So, and we've also had a lot of examples of women meeting through the campaign that didn't know each other before the campaign and have become close friends and been, you know, become developed support networks um, between women. So that's a, that's a big component of the campaign that's sort of hard to measure at times, but uh, you know, we see some really good examples of that. It's, uh, and it's really rewarding. So yeah, Mm, definitely. Brilliant. And I think one of the things that the Liptember campaign has done this year, if you go to their website and and the women's is also going to be um, putting some of these stats out on social media, they've got some stats about um, women and mental health and what are the prevalence and how it might affect women. And even just getting those stats out in, you know, through that hashtag get lippy and starting Mm. to that conversation saying, well actually did you know that you know women are more likely to do this or it, it's really important to, so those stats are there and I think it's great that Liptember are getting getting the information out and starting mm. the conversation. 
Mm. Oh, look, I came across a, a magazine in my home which was two years old and there was Luke talking about Lip Timber and I thought, oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to be actually meeting him tonight. <laughs> you know? I would also <laughs> encourage everyone to, to get their lippy on this month if you can. Last year I had a different colour lippy for every day I was at work at the women's <laughs> and so people were then starting to go, she's going to wear the blue one, that wasn't very good, but oh, the purple's <laughs> not so bad. But really do encourage you to do it because, again, it just starts that conversation. People mm. are saying, why Definitely. are you wearing green lipstick to work? today Jan and you can have the conversation about why you support Lip Timber. So if any of our listeners want to get involved with Lip Timber this month where can they find more information? Uh, Well it's quite easy like obviously the the core component of the campaign is getting women in store and purchasing a lippy and then getting online at www.liptember.com.au and registering to be a fundraiser. But if women aren't comfortable wearing green lipstick or blue lipstick, there are products in store you can purchase with 100% of the proceeds are donated to Lip Timber. And you can also just jump online and make a general donation. You don't have to go through the whole sponsorship um, side of things. But, uh, yeah, essentially get online, um, follow our social uh, and register for the campaign. And, and yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward and it's starting to really sort of take, take off now, which is very exciting. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And I hope some of our listeners, you know, take up a bit of initiative and put some lipstick on. It's for a fantastic cause. And yeah, hopefully we see the effects of it in the coming years as well with all the research coming out. I hope that's really exciting times. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. Definitely. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you yeah, for so giving us the opportunity to talk to you. Not a problem. So you can tune in to Brainwaves next Wednesday at 5pm. Next week is actually World Suicide Prevention Day. So we're going to be having a show specifically on that. Uh, you can find more episodes of our podcasts on our Brainwaves website, brainwaves.org.au, on the 3CR website as well. That's 3cr.org.au slash brainwaves and on iTunes as well. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.